This is First Class Counselors, another innovative podcast brought to you by Camp Hacker. First Class Counselors is dedicated to young and up-and-coming camp mavericks. By equipping and empowering our on-the-ground staff, camp directors can rest easy knowing that our campers are having the true life-changing experience that parents expect. Find our show notes and our blog for camp leaders and professionals at camphacker.tv. First Class Counselors is brought to you by Ultimate Camp Resource. Ultimate Camp Resource proudly offers more than 1,000 free descriptions of games, skits, songs, and other camp-related activities to make your summer fun and rewarding for campers of all ages and abilities. If you're interested in camp-themed stickers or apparel, visit their camp store at itsacampthing.com. That's itsacampthing.com. Welcome to First Class Counselors, where we give camp counselors insider tips and advice on how to make a camper summer the best it can be. And whether you are brand new to the camp world or you've got a few years under your belt, self-improvement and a growth mindset are built into the core DNA of every great staff member, or dare we say it, First Class Counselor. So my name is Oliver Gregan. My pronouns are he, him. I'm the executive director at YMCA Camp Winona in the Leon Springs, Florida. And my name is Matt Wilfred. I, my pronouns are he, him, and I'm the director of overnight programs for Campfire Circle. We're an organization that brings the camp experience to kids and families affected by pediatric cancer and serious illness. And today's show is about something that you will hear the camp director say over and over again. In fact, if you haven't heard this saying, it's probably because you haven't done your interview yet. You probably even will see this on all of the uh, job descriptions and everything, and that is... We waiting for me. You was that you waiting? You waiting for me to do? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. It's uh, it's that campers come first, you guys. Um, and that's really what the priority is. Is that when we're at camp, um, it's not the counselors who come first. It's not um, it's not uh, nap time comes first. It's not uh, winning and Gaga comes first. Whatever (laughs) it might be. Uh, and it's the campers. And we're going to talk about that today because it's a skill set. It's something that you can work on and build, of course, like any other skill in the camping world. Uh, but also, it is an important part for every counselor to understand if you're ever going to become first class. So this is a great podcast for those who are starting to think about becoming a counselor or maybe those who are a counselor and just need that refresher, that reminder to themselves to be intentional and make sure their campers come first. So Matt, uh, tell me a little bit about what you think about when you hear that saying that you've heard a hundred times come from a <laughs> camp director, which is, hey, 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 put your campers first. Uh, it's all FTK out here for the kids. That's right. Well, I was going to say, there's many different ways that people people put this, right? They say FTK, which stands for for the kids, um, putting campers first, the why of summer camp. And you know whatever you call it, it's it's not only the the core of like what we do it's in everyone's job description but it's also why we do it so in this episode we're going to talk about the why behind it what's the philosophy behind it and why is it important because it's not it's not intuitive it, there's not many jobs like when you work at McDonald's yeah they say that like it's customer first but we all know why you're there to you earn a paycheck, you clock in, clock out, but summer camp is unique. And this is one of the reasons for that. So we'll do that. Um, and then we're also going to like, make sure we do the gut check behind like, what does it mean to put campers first? Is it, is it a sacrifice? I don't know. Um, and we'll also talk about, you know, what, 
what it actually looks like. So we'll give you some of the practical tips that we know um, that people come to this podcast for. They want to hear, well, how do we do it? We don't just want to talk about it. So, um, but I think this is important for counselors to hear because this is what is going on in your camp director's head. They have internalized this message, hopefully, over you know many years of working at camp, and it's it's just come second nature. But we know that it's not second nature to everybody, and we want to help everyone get there. So that's why we're doing this podcast to get everyone on the same page and then give you some um, advice on how to make sure that you're keeping kids at the center of what you're doing at camp. So let's break it down and start with the philosophy. What goes in to our mindset when it comes to camper first philosophy? Oliver, do you want to, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, it's really important. And some things that I just want us to have right off the bat as kind of our, you know, fine print. Campers come first, um, but that does not mean that you come last, okay? Um, do make sure that you are in a position to, you know, take care of yourself so that you can take care of others. And we'll get a lot more into this when we get down the line. Um, but right off the bat, I don't want someone thinking there this entire show that was like, well, what if I'm not taking care of myself? What if I'm not getting my needs? Do I really put campers first? And I was like, no, 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 no. You need to make sure your needs are met. That's 100% part of it. But understanding too, like down the line, you are going to have to know that you're putting 10 kids whose uh, life, happiness, well-being is in your care. So they are for the success of not only their experience at camp, but for yours too, is putting them first and understanding what it means to, you know, not be the priority all the time. So that's a really huge um, disclaimer I want to put out there for everyone who's listening to the show. Um, But this camper first philosophy. Um, I put in my show notes something really quick and really easy, and it's important for you, but explaining it might take a second. It's called the math of caring. And I think this is what sometimes sets camps apart. And we've talked about this probably on an earlier podcast, but I want you to do a little bit of math in your head, maybe on paper right now, as we talk about this aspect of putting campers first, because the math of caring is about the amount of time that you put in towards a camper during the time that they're at camp and understanding how much a difference that can make in the grand scheme of things. So the first thing that you need to understand is the math of consistency over time. So if we were stretching camp out over the course of an entire year per se, you you would say like, it's a lot of time in between, right? You're that consistency doesn't give one that like big punch that you would understand. And we know that we learn faster if we're consistent with it, right? Like if I experience, if I move to a foreign country and they're only speaking Spanish the entire time that I'm there, I'm going to learn to speak Spanish a lot faster than I'm, if I'm just doing one Spanish class for one hour every week, right? So that consistency over time is really important. So that's one thing. The next thing that's really important to understand is how much time you are actually putting in with your kids. So I like to do a little bit of a comparison here. So let's take, for example, a teacher, a very caring person in a kid's life and how much time they spend with a kid over the course of one week, right? So let's say if you are, your camper goes into school on you know Monday and they are in a classroom with their teacher from you know eight o'clock in the morning when classes start and they're with them until about noon for lunch. So that's nine, 10, 11, uh, 12 o'clock, we'll say lunch, and then they have an hour of lunch. Then their teacher might watch over the that time, but then they'll 
12 to 12.30, and then another hour and a half, maybe two hours of school left before 2.30, 3 o'clock rolls around. So you're looking at about seven hours that if that kid is in that teacher's direct classroom, they're getting for five days a week, you get 35 hours of teacher time that that teacher is invested in, right? But that teacher's main focus while that kid is in school is um, teaching them math, teaching them science, teaching them uh, English, history, all this information I have to get into them so they're ready for the test or whatever might be coming that week, but also that they're ready for life as far as their intelligence is concerned, right? That's the main focus of a teacher, all right? Now let's flip it on to a counselor, right, who maybe is just doing your traditional camp stuff. You're with that kid from when they wake up in the morning at, you know, maybe sometimes 6 a.m., but hopefully not, <laughs> um, but... <laughs> Uh, hopefully your kid is waking up and you're getting to your morning mission at about eight o'clock in the morning. And then you're with that camper all day. And in fact, the only time you probably don't spend with your camper is maybe an hour or two that they go to their choice activity. And it's not your activity that you're with them for, right? Like you might teach archery and your kid goes to canoeing with the lifeguard for a little bit of time. So you get that little bit of separation. You might get an hour off when you're, I don't know, say um, taking your time off as a counselor during the day. But in the, in the grand scheme, you're sleeping in the cabin, you're playing with those kids throughout the day, you're, you're with them all the time. It's almost 20 hours that you're with that kid. Now, sometimes they're, you know, they're going to sleep during that time. So mm-hmm. we'll take another six hours for sleeping, 14 hours that you're, or sorry, uh, yeah, 14 hours that day that you're going to be actively invested in that camper's day and their life and everything that's going on. You're going through a lot of firsts with them, right? The first time they try to paddle a canoe, the first time that they have a big argument with a friend and they can't run away from it, but they have to handle it right there. And then that you do that 14 hours over the course of those six days and you will instantly see how much more time you are invested in them during that time than a teacher is. So Take that time and you're almost double what a teacher is. Not only that, but the teacher go home, goes home at the end of the day. You're there for that camper when they go to sleep at night. You're there yeah. for them when they shower. All of their physical needs, you're there for them. If a kid has an accident, a teacher's sending them to the nurse. They're passing off that issue. You don't pass off the issue. You're there for them. For sure. All of that, that math of caring, your time doubles, right? What a teacher would do. And it's consistent. And it's over that time. And its focus isn't on getting you ready for a test, but it's about getting you ready for life, about being that mentor, being that caring person in your life. And for me, that math of caring is, is what how I teach my staff to understand how much of an impact they have over that short time of a week that actually when you elongate it compared to other role models in that camper's life, <clears throat> you're putting in more time than them in that, in that period. So if you compare, we did teacher here, but do the same math for a coach, um, for um, maybe even a friend that they have, like another role model that's close to them. You know, they might be in class with them, but they go home to their own home during the week. Um, Maybe an after school specialist, maybe their drama teacher, right? Those positions in their life. Um, But then the really surprising one is when you do parents. And the parent is scary because you have to think that a parent the person who is with their kid since the day they are born until the day they turn 18 and kick them out of the house, right? Um, that parent during a week of time does not get as much time as you think. Right. It may be an hour in the morning when they're getting ready for school. It may be an hour at dinner at night after they've picked them up from their extracurriculars and everything like that, especially in Western culture where kids are, you know, 
doing three extracurriculars after school every single time. They're not getting home until seven, eight, nine o'clock at night. And then they got homework that they do on their own as well. And all of a sudden you start to realize that even parents have less time per week spent with their own child than you're going to get during that week. You have a huge impact on caring. And that's why when we're saying about putting campers first, to sum all this up really quickly, (laughs) when we're talking about putting campers first, you have so much more time, so much more math in that aspect of just caring for kids and being for them that nobody else in their life is putting in regularly. Mm. So it's a huge, huge impact. Understand that, especially for those camps who may have a kid who's coming for the whole summer, right? Mm. How much you're there for that kid. So understand the math of caring. And when you put campers first, really, you're putting in more time than some of the biggest influences, influences on their life and you're doing it in a concentrated amount of time, right? Which means that it's going to have a much, much bigger impact than something that gets stretched over the course of a year. So that's my camp philosophy. And I think that's one of the most important things that I try to go over with my counselors. Um, Matt, can you talk a little bit about what your camper first mentality is? Yeah, I, I think, Oliver, the, the math is really interesting behind that. And and you're right. There's almost no place in the world where they're getting that kind of like consistent care for that long. It's astonishing. And the, your math thing, I actually switched mine on the show notes last minute here because the math reminded me of, of what my camp directors told me growing up, and that was one week. Our camp um, was one week. You had seven days at camp, and, and then it was a switch, a changeover. But whether you call it one week or one session or one summer, you know, I think about the camper who who was like me when I was a 13-year-old and camp was my like my place for me. I didn't really fit in well at school and but I I knew I had camp to look forward to. My best friends were there, these camp staff that I I knew really cared were there and I was like counting down the days to get to camp. And our camp directors, when I was a staff, reminded us that summer camp, they said, how long is summer camp? And we would all be like, oh, it's like nine weeks and you have staff training, which is 10. They're like, no, summer camp is one week. And we have to put our perspective in the, we put ourselves in the shoes of those campers who this is their one week. This is their one chance at this extraordinary place where they're getting, like you said, Oliver, the, 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 the math, it works out that they're getting this amount of attention and care and community. Um, they don't, they might not get any other time in their, you know, in their lives or throughout the year. So, you know, we have to go in with that mindset and that's why, you know, you think about like, Oh man, it's, it's Tuesday. Here comes chicken burgers again. It's like, no, it's chicken burgers. This is the, you know, kid might not get chicken burgers or, you know, they, they win gagaball. We let them win in camp games because it's, it's their chance to be winners. Um, you know, and, and that's why just putting them at the top of everything we do is so important um, because, you know, the, the, the summer, like the, the, the summer is long for us, especially long for camp counselors and camp staff, but it is short and precious for campers. So we need to do our best to honor that. Um, and, and that's why we got to put them first. Yeah. It's such an important thing. And I, it, you don't quit on them, right? Like you're there for them, right? Whether they win Gaga or not, like right. Right? that big moment, whether it goes well or it goes wrong, you're, you're not going to run away from the situation. You don't really truly move on to the next situation. Yeah. You might say, all right, we'll go and play a different game. Right. You might move on from that moment, but you're yeah. with them as you do that. And it's, um, that consistency is such a key. The concentration is such a key. A concentration of time. So. Yeah. All right. So let me let me ask you a really quick big question here, Matt. 
Um, what do you need to be prepared to put campers first? Like mm. what, what should you have in your counselor, your first class counselor pocket to be ready for it? Well, I, I mean, you got to make the choice to do it. And I think that's, we're going to talk these next, like, these next little bit in the podcast, we're going to talk about, you know, that you have to commit to making a choice. And, and there is so many unique things about working at summer camp. And this, this is one of them is that, you know, um, we talk a lot in this podcast about what you gain from the summer camp experience and you gain a lot. It is, you know, there, there are innumerable ways that you uh, will grow and you will learn and camp will set you up for the rest of your life. And, there is no sugarcoating it. I always say to, to myself and to staff, I say that working at camp will be simultaneously the, probably the hardest thing you will ever do and the most rewarding thing you will ever do, um, especially for a job. It, it will definitely be the hardest job you ever have while being the most rewarding job you ever have. And those two things are equally true at the same time. And I don't want to like scare people off or anything. I, I really want people to come and experience camp. I think you should try it. And, and um, is it going to be hard though? Yeah, absolutely. So while I want people to come and experience it, I also want them to make the choice to know what they're getting th themselves into. So our other episodes will help you with like the discerning process of what you want to do. But I think Oliver is going to share some stuff here. And then I know later on in the episode, we'll get back to it. But, you know, do your research on what the camp is, what your expectations will be. But know that no matter what camp you're working at, the expectations are to put campers first. And whether they say it in the job description or they don't, that is the expectation that you are putting campers first. And, um, at, you know, at some camps, I, I've, I've been to a couple of camps at some camps, you know, it really like that, that isn't super clear, but at a, at the, the camps that I think are really great and B to be a really great staff member, even at a camp that isn't, that might not be so like camper centric in that way, you will excel as a staff member by putting campers first. Um, so you will, you will be great at a great camp or a not so great camp, but no matter what, you're going to work hard if you put campers first. Um, and it is not easy. And Oliver, tell, tell them why <laughs> it's not easy. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go back to a point that I make all the time about judge is, are you ready? And I talk about when you care for campers, it's mind, body, spirit, right? Those three things, they make a really strong triangle. YMCA, we love our triangles and they make a really strong triangle for you to understand, are you ready for what you're going to about to do? And if you're going to put other people before yourself, it's understanding that you've got to have a strong triangle to keep that all together. So I'm going to kind of break down each one. So the first one I want to talk about is, is your mental health, right? Um, camp is not a place for your mental health and well-being to be unstable. Unfortunately, it's, it's so, some camps might be a little bit more willing to work with you on it, but if you're easily overwhelmed, maybe you're susceptible to panic attacks. Maybe you find yourself quick to anger. Maybe you have a fair number of depressive episodes. Um, that stop you from operating, it might be really tough for you to say, hey, maybe camp is the place for me because you have to be able to maintain yourself and then take care of other people and not just one other person, typically. I mean, some camps you might be one-on-one -on -one with a camper or one-on-two, right? But you might be, you will typically have a cabin of, you know, 10 to 12 kids that you have to be able to 
sustain yourself during that time mentally and not become overwhelmed by difficult situations, right? Um, now, your mental well-being, that is you, that is your doctor, that is how you personally feel it and need to get through it. That is something that you should figure out. But if you're in a position in your life where you're struggling with it, it it's a conversation you have to kind of have with your, yourself a little bit more honesty. And, and to be fully honest, as a director now on our um, job descriptions and stuff, we put on there mentally capable enough to make it through the summer. And like, do you have that fortitude? And it's a difficult thing to talk about. Mental health is a really big struggle. Um, but at the end of the day, I've had staff that have failed to keep campers safe because their mental health was not strong enough to keep themselves going. So they struggled with supervision. They um, struggled with making sure that their activities were safe because they prioritize their mental health over that of the campers well-being and their and their programming and everything that was going on so i really do want to emphasize you have to have a strong mental health and know what that looks like and be honest with yourself um or maybe you need someone to be honest with you going into this um going into that summer the next is is your is your are you physically healthy right different camps require different physical activity throughout it right if you're going to a sports camp you probably want to have had played a sport before in your life. Um, but generally speaking, most camps are physically active places. You're walking to and from places. Usually there's large campuses that you're on um, and you need to be able to know that if you're sitting down nine hours a day right now, um, maybe like your favorite activity is more watching Netflix and television during the day instead of maybe going and joining a pickleball league. A lot of people seem to really be enjoying that right now. Um, you're probably going to start to physically struggle during summer. Um, I've had a number of staff who have come to work at camp because they thought it was a place that they could just come and enjoy in this wonderful campy feel to it. And then, man, by the end of like the first like three days, they're sore. They, they're having trouble walking around. Um, they are, you know, 20 minutes behind the group because they can't get up on time. They, um, they don't walk as fast as the group walks. Those hills are more daunting to them. Um, they're not playing in activities, but sitting off to the side because they're just too tired to get through it. You need to understand what your physical health is and uh, having hopefully a healthy diet, regular motion. Those are important things to have judging on what the camp, uh, what the camp needs for you. And then finally is where's your spirit at? Um, maybe it's the rah, rah that we all think about with summer camp, but are you just comfortable in the woods? Like, have you ever walked through the woods at night in the dark? Maybe your flashlight goes out and you got to get from one side of camp to the other. It can get a little bit scary, right? But um, are you a person who maybe is scared of bugs and maybe uh, it's a little bit of a struggle for you being outside and getting dirty and maybe you go two days without showering? Um, is your spirit in it? Do you understand what it means to um, be at camp and be in that environment that that camp might be asking you to be in? Like um, tent camping maybe something you've never done. Now, with that being said, this is an area that I see the most staff maybe never having that experience before and they come into camp and they find out that they can do it, right? Um, I can't tell you the number of times that I have heard like the incident of the bug in the shower and like I've never dealt with bugs. I've never seen them before. I've never seen a cockroach like that. Um, and that counselor like steps up, they catch the bug, they let it loose in the woods. They teach kids the value of not just killing anything that seems gross to them. And um, they're able to get through it because they realize, hey, I'm a role model. I need to put on that face. And that's kind of the final part is you are um, you are 
the role model and you put on this face almost 24 seven for these kids and you maintain that throughout the whole summer. And for a lot of people that that is a struggle. So um, Matt, I know I've said some things. Um, I usually say these are pretty difficult truths to try and say, but do you want to walk through some of like disclaimers and other things about this that you might want to add in? Yeah, it's hard, and and I I it, they're they're difficult things to talk about because you know we we do care we care so much about the, the mental health of of our of the staff that work at camp. I mean, for you counselors listening to this, there are like when you go to a camp conference, when Oliver and I go to conferences, there are like out of the 100 sessions at a conference i'd say at least 12 of them are dedicated to staff mental health like we and and physical health and we we care about you as a staff member we want to be very clear about that and we're taking care of other people's kids right and those two things are not the, they're not not equal but at the same time we have a responsibility to look the caregivers of our campers in the eye and say that we've got you that the staff that that we've chosen to hire the staff that we have trained are ready to take care of your kids and you know they're going to they're going to have to you're going to have to make decisions um about how to care for kids when when maybe they're not in their best moment and if that's going to overwhelm you to a point where again you can't meet that that you know threshold of supervision then that is part of the job just you know when you see a job description that says like need to be able to lift 50 pounds they don't just put that in there because they want people who are physically fit they put it in there because you're going to have to lift things that are 50 pounds and i and you know i, I don't know if we've nailed it in, in the camp industry yet of really laying out like need to be able to deal with a camper telling you they hate you <laughs> need to need to like must be able to like chase kids for at least 30 minutes on you know straight but you know i, I joke about this but I, but i'm serious it's you know there are it is a uniquely challenging job and it's not that we we need people who are in their perfect like this perfect triangle that oliver's talking about but again we're taking care of other people's kids and um you know if you're just working on some of those things and and you know i know that mental health there's a, there's a huge spectrum of of severity when it comes to um mental health disorders and things so and every case is so unique so i, I don't want people to think that we're painting with a broad brush but again we're taking care of other people's kids. Um, and, you know, if you're not sure and you don't feel comfortable, you know, I, I know some people might not feel comfortable disclosing like mental health stuff and you certainly don't have to in, in a lot of cases or ex for accessibility reasons. But if you've never done it before, it, there may be a way that you can like, get more information. I'd say like, if you're not looking at the websites, maybe you could find some people on LinkedIn um, who had worked at the camp previously to get some more information about what, you know, what the experience is going to be. Or, or maybe you could think about volunteering for a week. If you, if, if maybe they have weekend programming, like our camp has weekend programs that, you know, sometimes people will come up and they'll be like, Oh, I really love this. I want to do it for the whole summer. Or sometimes they're like, I was not ready for this. I do not want to do this for the entire summer i will work at your day camp great no problem um or you know i've also seen people who really aren't sure about the camp experience sometimes camps have jobs in other positions where you can use that to kind of get used to it um and if you've never worked at a camp before you know working in the kitchen working on the maintenance team or work if there's like a day camp branch um as a way to kind of dip your toe in the water 
there's trade-offs to that because the job is much different than hanging out with kids and playing with kids, but you will be like side by side with what's going on there. And, and, you know, I've seen almost every year that I've worked, there's a staff member who was like in the kitchen last year who is out running programs with kids because they love that side of it. And, and they're like, okay, I understand it now. So there are ways to kind of dip your toe into the water um, because we certainly don't want to exclude someone from the camp experience. If, if they think they would be great at it and they want to be camper first, but they have some barriers um, and you know, we, we think of it on a case by case basis, but I'll say it again. We're taking care of other people's kids. Yeah, I, I, those are great points. And it, you got to think about in that grand scheme of things, like some jobs aren't meant for everybody. Not ev- like not everybody is meant for this job, right? You have a skill set. If you're thinking right now, man, Oliver and Matt are really calling me out right now for not being <laughs> able to be a counselor. You have a skill set. All right, friends, you, you have something that you can provide. It may not be in the camp community. It may be in a different route in the camp community, right? But like, I understand what it means to be taking care of someone else's kids. Like it's a lot, right? And it, there's almost more pressure on you than the parents put on themselves to take care of the kids at times. So Mm -hmm. you need to understand that you need to know what you're, you're stepping into and the mental health part of that, the spirit part of that, the physical part of that, and that triangle, it's, it's still gotta be a strong triangle. So I think, um, you have questions and you're a little bit, uh, you think it's a little bit of a struggle and you want to know more, please reach out to Matt and I will walk you through it. I want to make sure that you're ready to be a counselor for those kids and you can put them first. But also if, if you're not, I don't, I can talk to you about what you need to do to maybe get to that position uh, in the future. So um, <clears throat> let's talk about this. So very scary um, stuff when you get to that camp and the expectations of it. But uh, Matt, would you say that camp is a sacrifice though? Are you sacrificing a lot when you decide to take on the camp job? So let me know what, what's your, what's your feeling on this one? It's a a spicy question. Um, I think it depends what you mean by sacrifice. And I I think that if you are looking um, like very like myopically, like really up close and you play the comparison game of like pay hours worked, stress, hardship. If you looked at like that just on its own, it's a total sacrifice, 100%. Um, But I mean, um, again, listen to our other episodes. I think the net gain, in my experience and the experience of a lot of staff members that I've worked with, they'll say that it's more than worth it for the ability to, um, to, to work on like changing a kid's life or provide this amazing experience. Um, and the way you'll grow from it, the people that you'll meet, all of those things. I, I don't know if it's, um, if, if overall that it's a sacrifice, but if you look, if you look at it compared to many other jobs out there, um, there, there's a lot of things that you might you might sacrifice to be a part of it. I don't know. Does that make me a fence sitter, Oliver, or, or are you on the same page? Uh, I very clearly I I say in my show notes, yes, um, it is a sacrifice. You are sacrificing a lot, all right, and that needs to be understood by whoever's taking it, right? But it has to be accepted by the person who's taking on the job, right? You are not going to have the freedom of schedule that your friends have who are working scoop and ice cream at the local ice cream shop, right? You are not going to um, maybe get paid as much as someone who's working a server job all summer and is getting some pretty big tips at the yacht club, right? Right. You 
um, you are going to miss out on things. But do you know, want to know something really cool? Your friend who is working at the Yacht Club, who's going to tell you some stories about some like, you know, businessmen who came in and tipped them a hundred bucks each or whatever it might be. Um, they're also going to be jealous that you spent your summer being a camp counselor. They're going to see the sacrifices that they made to be in their position where they did not get to do what you did all summer. They, they did not have the impact you did. They just served some rich guys, right? And they walked away with an extra hundred bucks. Right. And that means you understood. Yes, it's a sacrifice because we as people will pretty much always look at the grass is always greener on the other side, yeah. right? There, there is something that somebody else gets that we don't. And one is accepting that it's just part of life, right? There are positives and negatives in every route we choose. And I think the really important thing is here, you're doing a good thing, which means in some way you get to call yourself a martyr, right? You get to, you get to work these 160 hour weeks or whatever they are. You get to do it for the just cause of helping kids and when you are in your 50s and someone is asking you about what job you did as a kid growing up, you'll, mean, you'll say, hey, I put kids first. And I was a summer camp counselor and we had this amazing time and all this kind of stuff. It was really tough. It was hot in the sun. We had bugs. And by that time, we'll probably all be in like, what is it? Um, augmented reality or whatever. <laughs> uh, we'll just all have headsets on and just inside of the metaverse or whatever. But um, you will talk about those things that you got to do as a camp counselor. And at that point in time, you'll realize that sacrifice gives back. Giving something to sacrifice, giving yourself up for something that might feel like a greater cause than other things, right? Gives back to you in a way that will tenfold make you feel better about the thing that you were able to do. Um, you know, you'll, you will look back on what your count, your, uh, your co-counselors were able to accomplish in their lifetime because you were there and maybe you had a late night chat with them on the porch. So understand sacrifices do help out. They do make you, um, a better person. They do give you a better memory. Sometimes that's not to say you didn't struggle. It's not to say you didn't lose out on some money. It's not to say you didn't lose out on some time hanging out on a beach with some friends, doing a campfire, roasting hot dogs um, and doing what, you know, a young 20 year old does, but it does mean that you got to make this impact and that sacrifice is worth it. So if we're agreeing with ourselves that we want to make that sacrifice, that it's now our time to go from, I didn't know what I want to do with my summer to, I want to be a camp counselor. I want to put campers first. Right. What are some of the things, Matt, that you've seen out of people who have made that decision do as counselors during the summer, what does it look like to actually do in practice? Right. What does it look like? Yeah. And I just want to say one thing too, that I was talking with this, with a staff member um, doing their like post summer interview. And we were talking about how some staff got really tired this summer and, and we experienced some burnout with some people. And we were talking about how the people who really had this like camper first mindset were the people who um, like lasted the summer because their their buckets were getting filled by the camp experience. They were there for the campers. They love watching campers struggle or get through a struggle or, you know, be amazing. So when you have that camper first mindset, I think it, it like, it makes the job easier too, because the job is hard, but what makes it easier is like taking joy in that, like the camper first um, experience as well. But, um, 
the practices that we see from counselors putting campers first. I think it goes into literally every part of the day and I could like, you could go through the camp schedule. Maybe we'll do that as another episode. We'll go through the camp schedule and be like, here's a reminder of a time where you can put campers first. But you know, um, I think about campfire, like for us is at the end of the day, um, where a staff member chooses to sit at campfire. You know, do you sit with your co-counselor on the side and all your campers are in the middle? Do you sit like, away for some reason at the top of the campfire pit. It drove me wild when I saw that um, this summer. I was like, why aren't, this is your chance. Like you get to laugh and sing with kids. It is literally the, like the easiest part of the job because all the entertainment's happening at the front. So, you know, where you position yourself at the meal table, all of those things are about like, how are you placing yourself, adding to the camper experience. And once in a while, you may need to sit at the end of the table and just dig your head into your taco for one meal. But the vast majority of the time, get in there and chat with kids. Um, I think supporting kids' ideas is a way to put them first. And even if it's not as funny or as good, maybe like good, quote unquote, about, you know, as what you could lead, let them lead. That's a big deal for them. Camp is, is, it's for them and it's one week long. You'll get your chance to lead that game. I'm sure you will. But give this kid the chance to do it in, in their one camp experience. Um, Taking the time to get to know each camper and showing them that we know them. This is like, it, this is the, the going back to your math thing, Oliver, that it takes, I remember being, I was a teacher and it takes such a long time to get to know kids sometimes if you're, especially if you're like a high school or, you know, a, a, in a school where they have different teachers throughout the day, it just takes a long time to get to know them. So I really appreciate when I see camp counselors, like they have their cabin list memorized before the kids show up at camp. They're like, I have like Bobby, James, Daryl, Xander, um, and Jamal. And they are my, they are my campers. I know all these things about them already. And I've like designed the camp experience with them in mind. How, how amazing is it for that camper? Um, but it takes some extra effort. It takes, it takes some first class effort. Um, I think the the ones who are really there for the campers are the ones who don't shy away from supporting the camper who's having a harder time, whether that's um, like a harder time behaviorally or socially. You know, it's really easy to be the the counselor out there throwing a ball with all the kids and being you know, involved in the large group game, but it's different than being, than noticing the kid who's sitting on the side or like working on, you know, a craft or something like that. And you can help them throughout the week with that one thing or help them make friends in those connections. Um, and I think when you put kids first, you think about the kids that might need a little more help rather than the kids who are, you know, seemingly doing fine um, otherwise. And, and then finally, I think, you know, I think that working at camp is hard for all the reasons that we've <laughs> that we've shared and we will talk about, but um, not complaining. I think people who put kids first they don't they don't complain specifically about their responsibilities surrounding working with kids. You you may have a complaint about the food or you may have a complaint about some things and and and, and that it's okay to you know voice your concerns. I think never complain, but it's okay to voice those concerns. But if you find yourself complaining about the responsibility that you have to take care of kids or you are like campers who need more attention, you're like, oh, this kid is just the worst. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure if you're in the right position. I, I, I don't know if 
maybe you fully you didn't listen to this episode <laughs> or you didn't fully understand what it meant to put campers first um and and like i said i think there is a strong like venn diagram and in the middle of that venn diagram are the people who both um like are, are at camp for the reason to put kids first and like to focus on the kids experience and the people who are most satisfied in their job and most happy in their job Oliver, what about you? What kind of what kind of things do first class counselors do when they're putting campers first? I mean, first off, they do everything you were just talking about. Uh, <laughs> so that really covers a lot of things. No, you have great points, right? And, and I I don't want to repeat them, but they're it, putting that camper first comes from a lot of things. I think for me, a big one is is that role modeling, right? Like, and it's very strange. Like I say, like when I go into counselor mode, right? Like I'm a different person. I'm not like the Oliver that is here or there. Like I'm like, I go into camper first mode. Right. And, and that means that I am this person that would be really hard to maintain 24 seven, like this <laughs> positivity and like, everything's great. And we're just gonna work that person. It, it, um, you have to understand that like it's gonna it's gonna be weird to like get yourself outside of who you normally are, kind of be somebody else, but being that role model. And there's a lot that goes into that role modeling. It's it's not just like happy camp counselor. We're gonna be great, you guys. Um, it's somebody who understands that like it's not just about today, but it's tomorrow. To who are we becoming? Like the cool thing about being a role model is kids are gonna role model you tomorrow right? They are going to learn that you care about honesty. You care about respect and responsibility and following through on things, right? Like your role modeling of bending over and picking up trash. Like, yeah, sometimes I'm tired and I don't pick up every bendo I see, every piece of trash on the ground, right? But in front of kids, I do, right? Every trash I do because I want them to understand that importance. And being that role model is so, so, so important um, because it's going to help those kids know who they need to become. And that's going to make them better than me. And, and, and as a role model and as somebody who works as a camp counselor, I want kids to grow up under like practicing to be better than this generation than my generation so that they can move forward and, and hopefully help others want to do the same and go, go forward. And I think as a counselor, right. Um, helping kids manage those expectations for themselves and understand that what it means to be human as well. Like, realize being a role model does not mean being perfect all the time, the disclaimer that we have to put on it, but um, understanding that you being that person helps them. So continuing on that point, it's like, do I make a promise and do I keep a promise? Right. That's what first class counselors do. If I say, Hey, we're going to be here, we're going to be on time. And those promises don't need to be said out loud. Right. Some of those promises are expectations that you upkeep. It's like, Hey guys, our cabin makes a promise that we're going to follow the daily schedule. We're going to follow that schedule because that's how you keep promises so that everyone understands that we're, we're making a commitment to them to not be late to, our, to clinic period. So everyone knows or not be late to our cabin challenge or to lunch. So the meal starts on time or flagpole. So we can all be here at one spot at one time. Those are unspoken, but extremely important promises that a first class counselor makes and they keep, and that's important. Right. Um, and the other thing is, I think, showing that priority towards the campers, right? Letting them know that they do come first. Maybe 
not firsts and they get whatever they want. They ask for cotton candy, they get cotton candy. But you come first as in, hey, look, there was something else that was a priority for me. And I want you to know that I'm here for you right now. Don't hold that as leverage over them. Don't be like, well, I am 20 years old and I could be on a beach roaching hot dogs with my friends and, you know, just enjoying. No, 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 no. That's very different. It's, hey, you're my priority right now. Right now, you're where I'm meant to be. I'm meant to be here to be with you and to help you through what you're struggling with, help you through the happiness you're feeling right now. It doesn't always have to be a problem. It could be for those really great moments. I'm here for you. I'm prioritizing your success to celebrate it with you. This is our moment, buddy. We did it, right? That's important. Show them as that priority. And I think one of the really cool ones that I love is first-class counselors are supportive in a way of positivity, right? And they put that into their conversation when they're talking to kids. And you'll see like really good first-class counselors will, you know, they will leave the dining hall and they will have that conversation with their kid all the way to the cabin, right? They can they can keep that conversation going, but that conversation is them listening. It's them taking what that camper says to them and then transferring it back to them to reinforce the positivity of that camper's well-being, their life, their outlook and all of that. And there are some counselors that are amazing at it. I will give a shout out to a guy um, who was a uh, coordinator. He was the, like a leadership staff member when my first summer, his name was Sean. And this man was a master at it. He would walk around with kids around camp and the conversation you would have with them is be like, oh man, yeah, you know, I'm going to see you pro one day. When I see you go pro, I want to let you know that you're going to get me tickets, okay? Because I want to be there for the early success and the later success. And he's just having this really cool conversation with kids, but he's taking their he's taking their mindset and he's letting them know what they're capable of. You know, he's letting them get, get into that imagination of these really cool and fantastic things of their future. And, um, and um, but also just being there for those little tiny moments of, and like the struggles where, you know, it's, you know, waking up early in the morning. He's like, oh, man, I know I don't like to wake up earlier. But you know, what? sometimes I just keep my eyes shut and I just keep walking all the way to flagpole because, you know, it's the first part of the day. And I just take a little nap as I'm walking. It works just fine. You want to try it with me? Let's do a nap and walk. You know, I think it's going to work just right. The guy was just a genius in those little things. And kids would just get out of bed and be like, yeah, I'll sleepwalk all the way to flagpole this morning and get like an extra five minutes of shut eye. Like, no, you're not. But that like amazing positivity that he has had and has of those solutions. The first class counselors have that. And it's a skill you can work on. It's a skill you can build. But it means when you go up to that kid, you go, you take yourself, you take it out of that picture and you start to become that role model. You start to be that person who is, Hey, I'm counselor Oliver right now, or I'm counselor Matt, I'm counselor Sean, whoever you might be. And that means that I'm going to be this person. That's not always me, but is like somebody who can be that person for my campers. And I think that's really important. Um, And the last thing is understanding that a lot of you will come to camp and you will work at summer camp and you will make a phenomenal bond with your co-counselors, your, your fellow staff members, bonds that will last a lifetime. And the thing that I want to emphasize is that bond can have amazing foundation for first class counselors when they bond over how they care for their kids, right? Um, your staff culture can be a bonding over, you know, maybe the struggles you go through and the difficulties, but really good first class counselors. That bond comes from that positivity that I was kind of talking about with Sean is this idea of like, oh man, like it was a struggle. It was tough. It is, it is sometimes hard, but like, that's not what I focus on. It's the, 
And I've told the story before of like, it's that kid who just threw up in the middle of the night. And instead of us being like, oh man, that was so, I just want to sleep. It's two o'clock in the morning. Like, why do we do this? It's like, no, they get to the dining hall the next day and they run up to their friend and be like, you will not believe what happened last night. I threw up all over the place. My counselor was like, oh, we're going to clean this up. We're going to draw some pictures. We're going to have a great time tonight. Where it's a little throw up party and then we're moving on. And the cool thing is the counselors are going to their friends and they're bragging about like, oh man, like my kid threw up last night, but you wouldn't even know it. Like they had such a positive time. They're bragging about this idea of being sick at two o'clock in the morning. Um, and that, that I think is sometimes where first class counselors really shine is, um, they look at those struggles and they see in those bright points and they make bonds with their f- clothes over it. And you will meet camp people who have not seen each other in years, or, you know, we, we, have a lot of camp professionals are friends with other camp professionals. And when we come together and at a conference or something, we run into each other, we talk to each other like old friends. Like we never even went through the camp experience on the same campground, but we can still come together and talk and you'll be amazed the stories that those people tell each other and the way they go about telling it because that bond is the foundation of this beautiful sacrifice that they made to go and work at camp once upon a time. And now the stories they can tell from it, the positive impacts that they make from it. Um, and those bonds that, I mean, that's what keeps me in the camp industry, that, that difference that we make. So understand that's a big thing for first-class counselors. All right. <clears throat> those are my points for the night. Uh, Matt, you got yours in. We're finishing off this show a little bit now. We're going to go to where we always go, which is the Eggle time, our ever-growing, ever-learning. And something is changing a little bit with this, Matt. Do you want to tell us a little bit about something that's changed in the world of Eggle? Yes, yes. I teased it at the end of our last show. You, If you heard the end of it, I, I inserted my voice a little bit to tell you about this because we were just finishing um, off this deal, but we are really excited that we have brought on a sponsor this year at First Class Counselors, and that is by our good friends at Ultimate Camp Resource. If you haven't been to Ultimate Camp Resource, um, well, it's literally ultimatecampresource.com, and it's got a ton of different uh, game skits, songs, and other activities to help you know just bolster that back pocket game library that every great camp staff has in their um in their in their back pocket um so make sure you check them out and they've they've even got um like a a camp apparel store there's like cool camp clothes and stickers um you can see them at itsacampthing.com but for eggle what we're going to do is one of our eggles is going to be a resource from ultimate camp resource because when there's over a thousand things in there you can literally get lost looking for stuff so we are going to curate for you some of our favorite um content in there so it's it's me this week that's bringing you a resource from there um and we'll put the link to it in our show notes there'll be some other links from ultimate camp resource but um to find the full description this one is super simple because we this is a long episode so i'm not going to go too deep but there will be a link um the game they have it here called double dice and i've, I've seen a couple different versions but the way that they explain it is essentially you sit in a circle with a group of people um then there's two dice that are passed around the circle and then there are two Two, there, there are two oven mitts and a gift or a present wrapped in the middle, wrapped in like plastic wrap or um, gift wrap or whatever. And the goal of the game is you roll the dice, and if you get a double, if you if you don't get a double, you pass the dice to the next person that keeps rolling. But once a person gets a double, they um, like two ones, two twos, two threes, fours, five, sixes. Uh, they 
jump into the middle of the circle, put the oven mitts on, and start unwrapping the gift. And whoever unwraps it first wins. But remember, the dice are still going when you're unwrapping that gift. So if I roll double sixes, then I start um, unwrapping it. But if the dice make it around to Oliver and he gets double twos, he comes and takes the oven mitts from me and keeps unwrapping the gift. And whoever gets it fully unwrapped first either gets the gift or wins the game, however you want to you wanna play it. Uh, there's a couple different ones. Like I think with the oven mitts, we, there's a game... Um, that when you get a six, you start writing on a piece of paper, the numbers one to a hundred. Um, that's the same version of this. And if you up the ante with oven mitts, I think that's even funnier. So, um, yeah, new game for you. So the, again, the link to that one will be posted in the show notes for you to check out and refer back to Oliver. What's your eggle this episode? Yeah. My, my shout out to ultimate camp resource, um, for coming to be a part of the podcast now. Um, definitely earlier and even now in my career, go in there and just going to quick little check to refresh yourself. It's always <laughs> a nice thing to have. Yeah. Um, and, um, my game is, uh, coming to you. It's called tower topper. I learned this one just before this summer. Um, and it's pretty easy. You get some traffic cones and they make a circle with them, but a little more than arms with the parts and someone will stand in the, mo- the middle and everybody else will claim a cone and they put their hands on top of that cone, they start chopping their feet and then you can run and switch cones. And the person in the middle, their goal is to try and knock over one of the cones that doesn't have a hand on it during that switch. Mm. Um, so that they can get themselves out of the circle. You can also do things like keep score. Um, so like the more times you cross, the more points you get, all those types of things. Um, it's a really fun one and it actually burns energy really quickly because the idea of the game is you got to keep your feet chopping the whole time, right? So when it gets started, everyone starts chopping their feet. Um, and if anybody's ever, you know, played a sport, we got to chop your feet. If you don't know what that means, by the way, cause Matt just gave me this like really like <laughs> I am Canadian. <laughs> I had a feeling that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, it, it means, um, basically just like stomping your feet up and down really quickly so like um i don't know what you would call it it's a sports thing fast um, feet i don't yeah fast I don't feet, know. yeah fast feet's another way to call it so running in, running in place in, yeah you're standing in place you're kind of running in place a fast feet um yeah chop your feet is, is, is a football term i guess an american football term but mm. um but it, it does it gets you pretty tired pretty quickly so it's a good one to do um and then it like it's a fun one. It reminds me of an old football drill, so I, I really enjoy it. The football drill has a little more contact to it. Um, if we do a football-related <laughs> podcast one day, then I'll, I'll bring that one up. Uh, <laughs> but it's a great um, great activity. keeps the kids moving, and it, it's a lot of fun. Uh, they start smiling and laughing and all that kind of stuff. So I really I really enjoy it. Um, also, shout out. Hopefully, you guys have noticed this podcast is going a lot smoother than, uh, than earlier. Oliver finally got some Wi-Fi at camp, so Woo-hoo. we're not. We won't talk poorly about the old company. We won't mention who the new one is, but <laughs> we're, excited, we're excited to be able to speak clearly and be heard. So new season, um, new sponsor, new Wi-Fi, baby. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. It only took <laughs> us six seasons. <laughs> uh, everywhere I go, every camp I've worked at, slow Wi-Fi. If you want to know how to get some faster Wi-Fi, um, private message us, and I, I will uh, help you with that one. <laughs> It's, uh, it's been good. But with that being said, that's our show. And if you enjoyed the show, we'd be so grateful. You've left a review wherever you were listening to this podcast. Your ratings and reviews not only tell us what you like or don't like about the show, but it helps boost the rankings so more people can find this amazing stuff we're talking about. There's 
I mean, this is episode 65, 66. I don't know. So many episodes now. That's over 60 hours of content that you can use to become a better first-class counselor. So um, let's close it out. Yeah, for sure. And uh, check out the show notes, gocampro.fcc, or they'll be in your, your podcast app if you're listening to that or in the in the description on YouTube. Um, what would also be really helpful is that if you shared this podcast with a camp counselor friend, be like, hey, maybe it's not this episode. Maybe it's a, another one that, that you really loved. But um, they say word of mouth is, is the best way for podcasts to get noticed. And um, you know, we're really grateful for you listening, and we would love to get the podcast out to even more people. So thanks in advance for telling us friend about first class counselors yeah thanks for listening friends and remember camp is camp and camp's all good first class counselors is brought to you by beth and travis allison summer camp leadership training and marketing consultants thanks for listening friends hey camp pros we love that our industry is built on sharing In order to foster that spirit, if you've gotten even one good idea from a GoCamp Pro podcast, masterclass, from the Summer Camp Professionals Group, a conference, or wherever else, we ask that you give credit where credit is due. That way, it'll encourage camp pros to keep freely sharing their ideas and make the camp industry as a whole better.